Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous, me at Cartoon Therapy. If you can follow me on Instagram, it's cartoon underscore misadventures. What else? If you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I give people advice. It's also just a place where people like to call in and talk about their secret lives and their interesting naughty lives because I allow people to remain totally anonymous. I don't even know who they are, just so you know. They send me an email from a phony email address. They make up phony names. I don't ask them any real questions about like the specifics to figure out who they are. I don't even look at Sometimes people send me pictures. I have to tell you, a lot of people try to send me pictures either before or after they've been on my show. And I never click on the attachments. I don't want to see people's pictures. I don't almost want to know who these people are. It, it, in a weird way, not seeing people and not knowing other stuff, it allows me to be as non-judgmental as possible. And that's what my show is all about. So if you want to be on the show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or click on be on the show uh, or, or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Uh, did I already say subscribe, write a review? Uh, Okay, so today I'm on a girl named Bridget. Bridget emailed me and she was like, oh, you know, I was in this really horrible relationship. I keep calling it her husband. It wasn't her husband. She was in a really bad relationship uh, that was sexless. Like it was a sexless relationship. And after she got out of that relationship, she went on the opposite end of things like she went and had tons of sex like she couldn't wait to have sex it turns out that even before she was married she was somebody even as a young girl and I was kind of like this where she was like so curious about all the things that you could do sexually and she always wanted to sort of explore those things right but she got stuck in this bad relationship and she at a young age she was like 22 and dating a much older guy I think he was in his 40s they wind up having a baby and we talk a lot about that relationship and why it went bad he was an alcoholic he also had like a getting it up problem we discussed that at length and then um like I said after she left him she wound up sort of going and living out all of her fantasy. She was still super curious. I think she was like, you'll hear about the fact that she was like, kind of like looking into these things while she was like married towards the end of it. And then when she got out, she went down and sort of let her freak flag fly. We talk about all the stuff that she got into. There's stuff that I had never heard about, like fire play and knife play. And she's into the BDSM thing. She's a submissive. She talks about her doms. She talks about also like a, a big part of it was, I mean, we don't get into this, but you hear how like it really sort of changed her life and made her feel a lot more confident about herself and her body 
and all that good stuff. And she also was like not a squirter and then squirted and like this. She has this little squirting story that's kind of interesting. <laughs> anyway, you get a lesson. Um, so anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Bridget. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Bridget, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today, tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, Bridget, I reread your email because you gave me a lot of information in your email, but it wasn't like the detail stuff. It was just like a, an overview of like what we're going to talk about, which was kind of like an overview of like your love life, right? And your sex life. <laughs> and it was like, it, exactly. it was like, it was really kind of funny in some sense, like the way you were, you wrote it. And it was also like very truthful, which I really liked because it wasn't like you're, I mean, and the, the short story, and you're going to get into the details is that like you were like married for a really long time in an abusive relationship with a husband that, and it was like a sexless marriage, right? I mean, like you guys like barely ever had sex and it wasn't really good. And then after you ended that marriage, you sort of lived out all your fantasies and really, and through doing that, you came into like your own as far as like feeling so much more empowered about who you are, about your body, right? About everything. And you have done a lot of freaky things, right? I mean, that's where we're at exactly. now. And we're going to get into all of that stuff, right? Um, and the right. honesty was in that, like, it wasn't like you went from that to this and it was like all perfect. Like, you're like, oh, there was like a lot of threesomes I would like to forget it. I'm not saying that in the beginning it was like great. Like, you know, I mean, you've had a lot of good experience you're going to talk about and maybe not so great experiences right but let's start off with your I mean you sound super young to me how old are you now though because you have you were married um, for a while are you in your 40s no I um we weren't married we were just together for so oh. long oh okay yeah um um I'm 35 you're 35 now right because you met him when you were he was 35 when you met him right you were 22 that's what I remember. I was right? 22, and he is actually um, 20 years older, so he was around 40. Yeah, he was 40. Okay. Where did I get 35 from? I'm 35. <laughs> right. Maybe that's where the 35 came from. But I, I thought he, the guy was 35 and you were 22. So he was, he was 20 years older than you, right? So what were you... Now, did you lose your virginity to him? No, I did not. Okay. And you used a lot, like you were like, oh, I was sleeping with a black guy. And then I was like with a Mexican guy. And then he, the, my guy is white. Like, what are you, since you were like throwing those phrases around? Like, what are you a white? Are you black? Like, what's your deal? I'm white. Okay. So let's start off with like how you met. You were sleeping with other people, right? Like, I know that you said that in the thing. And then you met your husband, right? And not your husband, sorry. I keep saying your husband. You met the guy <laughs> who you wound up, he's like your baby daddy, right? I mean, he is the father of your child, right? You got pregnant, yeah. like, right off the bat with this guy, yeah. right? Um, and that's why you stayed with him for so long, I'm assuming? <laughs> um, 
Yes. <laughs> um, yes and no. Um, I think at the time I really loved him and I really wanted to make it work out. Uh-huh. But um, it just, it never happened that way. And um, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm happier because it didn't work out. You're happier, what would you say? I'm happier that it didn't work out and that it, you know, it's, it's better that way um, for the both of us that, you know, we didn't stay together. Right. And now let me ask you this. This is so long. Like, how long has it been since you guys aren't together? Um, we've been broken up for almost two years. And now do you co-parent well? And are you like friends? And is it like something like, are you cool with each other now? Um, so I never really held a grudge against him. I never, um, I always wanted to co-parent, but unfortunately he's an alcoholic. Right. And it's hard for him to co-parent. Um, and he actually doesn't live, um, where I live anymore. He recently moved down, uh, to live with a sister of his because now with the alcoholism, he has a lot of medical problems Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have family where um, I live and where we met. Right. We don't. I mean, I, I call him, you know, I call him maybe a few times a week to see how he's doing. Um, you know, I'll, you know, the kid will be in the car and we'll have like a little chat and see, you know, what he's doing and what she's doing. But he's still an no, alcoholic. And now was he, you, um, he was like drunk, like I think you said, like straight from the beginning and he had like a getting it up problem, which you thought had to do with the fact that he was drinking, but maybe it was like deeper than that, maybe? Oh, totally. Um, you know, I think he had um, erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. You know, he had something wrong with him. Um, he never wanted to go to the doctor and go fix it. Um, he never could, he didn't like going to a doctor and he didn't like telling the doctor his problems. He felt very uncomfortable. So right. You just never had sex. Well, I think maybe with guys like to go to another guy and be like, oh, my, I can't get my dick out. Like, I think that that's like a, you know, I think that that's a lot of, I think a lot of guys might have a problem sort of going and sort of saying that out loud. Right. But I mean, you could understand, oh, right? Because it's not like, oh, you're going to the doctor and saying, you know, my leg hurts or like I have a headache or like even like I have I might have diabetes like this is like my dick doesn't work. And like, you know how guys are with their cocks like it's like they're what you know what I mean? (laughs) So, yeah, they they might think it's emasculating to say I have a dick problem. Yeah, totally. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, but but in but a lot probably a lot of guys are listening and being like, yeah, but like, wouldn't you want to fix it? Right. Like in in that same sense, right, that it's like their whole fucking life, which a lot of guys, you know, you would think that he would want to get some help like how like could he just never get it up like with you is like it didn't bother him that he could he like get it Um, up when he jerked off like what was his deal um so I know he masturbated and I know he would come um oh the cum bucket I I can't even that was like one of (laughs) he had a cum bucket on the side of your bed that he jerked off into forever right yeah, it was like the first two years of our relationship. I had like a bin sitting on the side of his bed 
and he was kind of against a wall, so you never really went back there. Like there was nothing <laughs> to right. get to. So when we moved, and I removed the bin because I needed to put stuff in it or whatever, I said, "What's what's all over the lid of this bin? It's you know, it's crusty, it's white, it's really oh, gross." <laughs> and he, um, I don't think he outright said it. He basically alluded to that's where he was dropping his cum every you know, in the morning when he would jerk off. Oh my God. And I just, I took the lid and the whole bin and I took it outside and just squirted off with the hose and it was disgusting. That's so funny. So he could jerk off and like, and he got you pregnant so he could come, right? I mean, like, and he could get it up for some time because you would have sex with him occasionally, right? Right. So, um, you know, not many people can tell you when they got pregnant, what position they were, you know. Right. It, I could, I can tell you because, you know, we rarely had sex, more so in the beginning, but um, it was it was weird. And I remember him telling me after that um, time, he's like, I came weird. And I said, you know, how did you come weird? He's like, I don't know. I've never felt that way. It just was really hard. And I was like, okay. It so, was really was like, hard, probably, meaning his dick was really hard? No, like, um, he came really hard. Oh, like, he, he came just, hard. It was, like, really good. Exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and he's like, you're probably pregnant. And I'm thinking, you know, please no. <laughs> I'm, I don't want kids. I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. So I think it was, like, two weeks later, um, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> Oh, my God. And you were just 22 at the time, right? I mean, and how long, like, this was like the beginning of your relationship, right? Yeah, we were together for three months, and I had gotten pregnant. Right. Okay. So you decide to keep the baby, and then you guys move in together? Is that what happened? Because you didn't get married, right? No, we never got married. Um, There's actually a story behind that on why we never did. Yeah, what is that Um, story? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted, I wanted to, and throughout the relationship, I would say for about seven or eight years, I would tell him random or ask him randomly and say, you know, let's get married. Why can't we get married? And um, he was actually married three times before he met me. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, wow. you know, I, yeah, I saw all the divorce papers, you know, all that stuff. Um, and I remember, you know, randomly saying it again with, he came home from work and he sat down on the couch and he goes, um, I'm married. And I said, what? Like, I've seen all your divorce papers and your marriage papers. Like, no, you're not. So um, he goes and tells me the story that um, the place that we had met, um, the guy who owned the business, his wife was from Ecuador Oh, and she, one had, of those. she had a family member come in and they asked him, you know, uh, will you marry so-and-so? We'll give you a thousand dollars if you marry her. Mm-hmm. So they went to a neighboring state that where you can get your license and get married in the same day. And they um, they got married. And I was like, why didn't you tell me this before? And he was like, I didn't want to. Right. I said, you, you you lied to me this whole time, this whole relationship. And he's like, I didn't lie to you. And then I said, you know, omission is lying. 
Yeah, a lot so, of people um, don't think. My, I have guy friends that don't think that's lying too. I mean, I you know. But yeah, and I to me it's like you know I'm I'm with my best friend supposedly. I you know I want to spend the rest of my life with him, and here he is omitting this huge and, secret. Right, and it's not like I mean every time you brought up, let's get married, right? That is kind mm-hmm. of like his time to say, I can't. Like, he never said, I can't, right? He just said, I don't want to. So that's kind of lying, right? Exactly. He would, um, I would, you know, he would kind of give me a look and I would say, oh, do you have issues from the past? And he would say, yeah, that's it. And I go, okay. Right. So he did lie. That's not really omission. So, but so... <laughs> Because I was going to say, maybe he just didn't really think about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a real marriage, you know, but it was just something that, why did he keep that to himself? I don't even understand. Yeah. um, Yeah. So, ironically enough, I want to say a few years prior to finding this information, some woman had messaged him on a social media app. And I was like, who's this woman? He was like, oh, I don't know. It's, It's. so-and-so from, you know, it's so-and-so's cousin or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, this why, was his you know, wife, why is she messaging you? Right. Yes. And I, and so finally it dawned on me that this woman wanted to talk to him. Um, so because she had either gotten married or she wanted to get married. And I guess she wanted to talk about that. Right. And he never talked to her about it. Why did he not? Um, Maybe he just didn't want to get married. It's interesting that like, I mean, here was a guy that was married three times before he married this chick, you know, to get a thousand bucks. Like he obviously didn't like marriage wasn't so like, oh, I'm going to like, you know, sacred. Right. (laughs) It's like it seemed like he married three people before and then her. So he's got four people that he walked down the aisle with. Like, why couldn't he pull the trigger with you? It's like weird. Exactly. Um, so actually six months after that incident, um, it was around Christmas. He, um, was going to propose Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I found out because he had used like a credit card or something. And I was like, what, what is this, you know, charge? Like, what is, what is this? And he was like, well, I bought you a ring. Okay. And I said, um, I don't want it. (laughs) I don't want it. Um, I would like take it back. I don't want it. And, uh, he ended up taking it back. I never saw it. Why did you, why at that point did you not want to marry him when he finally did want to marry you? Um, for me, the, you know, lying and, you know, not telling he was married, that broke my heart. Right. Um, that for me was the moment that the relationship ended. Well, you did say, though, that you found out he cheated on you. That wasn't when it ended. Like, did that happen before or after this? Um, that was when I, like, finally pulled the cord and was like, OK, I'm done. Right, like, right, right. But so this was before, so, though, you found that out. Right. So six months after I, um, he, quote unquote, wanted to propose. Um, well, he obviously did. <laughs> right. He did buy the ring and he was going to propose. That girl wanted out of that fake marriage anyway. Right. So he could right, get out of yeah. it. Exactly. So he, um, six months after, you know, that incident, it was almost a year after I found out. Um, that's when I found out he cheated 
from me. And now you said in the email to me that like he didn't really cheat, but it, he, he crossed a line. Like, what does that mean? Like, what was the details that like, what did you find out that he did that you considered cheating? Um, right. So he still swears up and down to this day that he never physically had sex with the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's, um, I had found out that she was sending him photos. She wasn't sending him nudes, but there were risque photos and sending him pictures of him or her and her kid. And they were exchanging messages and he was telling her that he wanted to be with her and he didn't want to be with me anymore. Yeah, that's almost um, worse than having sex because that's like an emotional affair. Like, that's worse, like, that if he just went and fucked some random girl. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. So, um, pictures of her and her kid to me are worse than pictures of her tits because that's like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? In a weird way, it's more personal, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I, I remember reading through the messages he was sending her, and you could tell that she wasn't really interested in him. Right. Like, she, like, she was kind of doing it for the attention like she needed that um boost yeah 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 i get that Uh uh-huh um so i um i didn't want to say like four months after i found out you know i kept on telling him i'm like just stop messaging her just stop doing it Mm -hmm. i said you know i'll leave soon i'll try to get my shit together get money together and leave um, just stop messaging her for me. Just, and I said, she doesn't really want to be with you. It shows. <laughs> right, right. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. You you gave him chances, like you were going to stay, you were going to try and make it work, right? Yeah, I think um, within a two-week period after I found out, you know, I was willing to work on it, Uh but because he's an alcoholic, it's hard for him to have communication and talk about his feelings right and at that point the relationship was really 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 broken right um and you know i think that within that two-week period that was probably the last sexual experience i had with him Mm -hmm. i had i had masturbated on our couch with a cucumber Mm -hmm. and i had squirted everywhere Right. And it was the first time I had ever squirted in my entire life. So you didn't even know that you could squirt? No. No. I had I had um, masturbated my entire um, relationship, you know, with a, a rabbit. You right. Know? And, and I had never squirted. But it right. wasn't until that moment I was like, oh, my God. And right. I was, and well, I remember. The, the, yeah, go on. 
I remember the feelings and the emotions I was feeling in that moment. I'm so angry with him, yet so roused at the same time. And it was just, I don't know, it was like this magical sexual moment at one time, and it was like this ending of this relationship in another that makes sense. Oh, interesting. Well, because like you found out like you could do this thing, right? And like Mm-mm. it just like opened up sort of maybe this whole or maybe made you realize like there's this whole world out there waiting for you, right? Like you could be squirting up a storm if you were with a guy that could get it up, right? Or like because you exactly. weren't having any I, kind of sex in your relationship. No, and I when he cheated, it really um, hurt my feelings because I never felt like he was sexually attracted to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, you know, this girl, she was thinner, she was beautiful, she had huge tits, like, you know, she was pretty. Mm-hmm. And um, I never felt like I could live up to those expectations of being that pretty or being that thin. And, um, you know, it was weird, you know, being in a sexless relationship and feeling so shitty about yourself because I knew he could get it up and I knew he could jack off, but he never wanted to fuck me. Yeah, but, you know, that's not personal, you know. I mean, I'm sure you've come to real... I I totally get that when you're in... You know, I totally get that when you're in that kind of relationship for a woman, that's a real mind fuck, right? If a guy can't Mm -hmm. get it up right and it's of course the the first thing you're going to do is personalize that but when it's somebody that has a problem like that that's something that and I'm just saying this for other women too you know what I mean because like that's a problem with the fucking guy and it's not you know a a straight man if he's with somebody like if he's straight and he's attracted to you and you're you know what I mean he should be able to get Mm -hmm. it up you know listen I think after a while couples are together and the sex you know there's a lot of things that could happen happen that you know could make it not so great anymore but if someone has a major problem like erectile dysfunction like you said I mean that's never because you're not hot a girl's not hot you know that's a problem you know that's deep within the guy you know right and it took me um a a long time I think to really move past all of that. Yeah, of course. I mean, the first place you're going to go and like, you know, like I, we're not going to because there's so many good stories that we're going to get to with you that I can't go de- that much <laughs> into your past. But I think a lot of times like you must have wound up in a relationship with a guy like that because like I feel like we, we wind up attracting situations that tell us like whatever story it is we believe. Right. And a lot of times right. when you're fucked up or you don't have such great childhoods or things happen to you, you know, your story isn't that great. Right. So you could, you know, I know I did it in my life, you know, and your story somehow, because you're like, here you are with a guy that's constantly telling you that you're not attractive, that you're not sexy, that you're not marriage material, you know, all these things, right? And he Mm -hmm. was like an alcoholic that couldn't share his feelings with you. And he just was like, and you were, you were putting up with that, right? And on some level, you have to take accountability for that, right? And say, why was I with that person? I mean, I do that with every relationship I've ever been with, you know, and I was in a ton of horrible relationships. And, you know, you could sit there and say, oh, the guy's a fucking asshole. And we could sit here and say, your husband's, your guy is a fucking asshole. But like, you have to be like, why were you with that person, right? And if you could get to that place and really see it and take accountability for like, you know, why you're, you're doing that to yourself. And it's not 
about the other person. I think that's how you grow and learn and you could really like get over people from your past, you know, and move on and change your life, Mm -hmm. right? That's what it's about. And I think that you did do that with yourself because you really turned a corner and are a completely different person that feels very different about yourself, right? After you left that relationship, but it takes a while. It's not like easy to do, you know, to get out of tough stuff like that and to really come to terms with it. Right. It took me um, physically four years to to leave him. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a long it was a long wait. <laughs> yeah, that's real life. That's how. And when you were when you were with somebody that is playing your story out for you, those real dysfunctional kind of things, and you have a pull and you can't get out. It's really fucking hard to get out of those relationships. So you you got to give oh, yourself completely. credit when you do. Because everything in your life is, every bad part of you is trying to keep you in there and keep you fucking damaged and, you know, reliving that terrible story. So to really pick yourself up and get yourself out is, is fantastic, but it's real, it's hard work and it does take a long time. And like I said, that's real life and that's what happens. But like, and so for you, the catalyst was him cheating and you finally, like you, you had the money, I guess you said, cause you were said you had like, we're going to try to get the money and you were going to leave him. Like, yeah, that's what you were telling him. So like you were able to like physically and financially like leave him. Yeah, I was, I was given an out and I took it. Right. That thank God, right? And so now, and you think that the squirting and the cucumber <laughs> helped you with it? Like you did say that. It was. It was like I, I can't remember at the time if I knew I had squirted. Yeah. But it was like I look back now, and obviously I know I did. Yeah. It was like the liberating moment because I don't think I had ever in the twelve or you know eight years at that time had orgasmed in front of him or anyone else. So it was it was weird and to squirt and have an orgasm it was mm-hmm. it was great. Wait, you had never oh, so with the guys before him you had never been able to come with them? No. And you never nope. so you but you were jerking off you said the whole time with the rabbit and you did tell me in your email you'd always jerk off to lesbian porn right and we'll get into that because that's going to lead to you like hooking up with other people right but like you had <laughs> always so you knew you could orgasm right but you just couldn't like relax enough I mean with the guys that you were with to orgasm yeah. in front of them exactly. Right. And so what do you think made you able at that point in your life to actually squirt? Like, do you think it was just physically like the fact that it was like the cucumber or like were you at a place in your life where you felt more comfortable to relax even with yourself? Or do you just think it was like literally like maybe? Um, So I even now I'm, I'm very emotional. So uh-huh. in order for me to have really good sex, um, I have to have some sort of attachment to uh-huh. someone. Uh-huh. And um, and I'm, I'm sort of um, a mental sadist. Uh-huh. So there are times when I'm really angry, I can get off really, really well. Like if I'm pissed off at someone... I can harness that energy. Oh, and, um, right. You said really you were sex. really fucking pissed at him, right? It was right after you found out he yeah. cheated? Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's what it was. 
and that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. And you yeah. Sa- you had also said, mentioned before that you had were looking in, like while you were married to him, well, not married, I'm, I'm sorry that I keep saying that word, while you were with this guy, right, and you were like jerking off and doing all that stuff, like you were looking into BDSM and all kinds of different kinds of kinks, right, mm-hmm. on the side? Yeah, so, um, you know, it maybe it was a few years before I had left. Yeah. I joined um, a sex-positive group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it was um, just women and non-binary people. And they would, you know, ask questions and they would talk about their experiences and they would post photos. And um, I've always been fascinated with um, sex, like different kinds of sex, what people are into, fetishes. I mean, ever since I was like in, you know, a teenager, I remember watching, um, there was a show called Real Sex. Yeah. Uh-huh. On HBO. Yeah. Had it on each- yes. Yes. And I just remember being completely fascinated. So as they're like telling all their stories and giving this information to other people, I just kind of absorbed it. Mm-hmm. I kind of was like, you know, I, you know, I want to do some of this stuff. I want to play. I, you know, I want someone to beat my ass. Like I, I want to try all this stuff. Yeah. So the urge was always there. Like mm-hmm. I've always, I always felt like I was different. And right. Then and you were curious and this, open to that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm totally open. Yeah. I'm open to mostly everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you started going to look like when you went into that Facebook group, did you meet people and start any no, kind of... Um, you weren't no, cheating. No, it was like a local group. Right. Was I cheating? No, no. I, I never cheated on him. I right. never formed a relationship. I never physically did anything with anyone. Right. Um, it wasn't until I actually left him. It was maybe like a month or two later. And that's when I saw someone. Right. But you After were that, looking yeah, when could, you joined that Facebook group, like you were sort of like dipping your toe in the water and all these different kinds of things that you were curious about and wanted to do when you were younger, right? That's when it started to like plant, you were like planting seeds. Exactly. Exactly. You you know, and I, and I was jealous. I was jealous because, you know, these people were were doing, having like sex every day and just having these orgasms and we're having all these experiences. And I was like, shit, like that's what I want to do. That was like, like out of all the things that I needed to work on myself, yeah. like fucking was the first thing that I wanted to do. <laughs> right. Okay. And you did it. How, <laughs> how long was it after you broke up? You said two weeks. No, I want to say it was a month. Okay. So I, I believe before I had left him, I had joined like dating apps. Yeah. And this is going to sound weird, but it took me about a month to start messaging people back on dating apps. Like I would match with them or they would say something to me and I would be like, I can't do this. No, that's not weird. That's like normal. Like everybody feels a little uncomfortable with it at first. Yeah. It took me like a month. Mm -hmm. So finally, um, I I do want to say it was about three or four weeks after I had um, left him. I had met my first guy. Right. Um, and you knew yeah, like, was, this is where like you're at, like after you, like, you wanted like just sex, right? Like you weren't going, I mean, cause you did say you need to have like sex with someone that you're emotionally 
sort of into, right? But yet in another sense, I, I, what I got, the sense that I got from your emails that like, you only want to have sex and it, that's all that you want with a lot of these guys or some of the, a lot of these experiences, right? So how do you do the both of those? Um, so, right. So um, I obviously have sex with a lot of people that I'm not, uh, I don't have chemistry with. I don't connect. Um, I, you know, I get horny and, you know, I find people who can offer me different experiences. So I end up fucking them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm kind of like a go with the flow type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, chemistry, I feel it immediately with someone. Right. It's just like this. And it's for, it's just with anyone really. It's, you know, with making friends, um, finding, you know, lovers or whatever, um, And it doesn't happen very often. So if, you know, if I want to date someone, there has to be that chemistry. Right. There has to be something there that's going to, you know, for them to have a hold on me. Um, I don't specifically look for sex all the time. I do go, like, ebbs and flows. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to date. Like, I'm finally, you know, I just want someone, you know, to talk to and to hang out with and get to know. And then there are times when I'm horny as hell and I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm just going to find someone to bang. Right, right. And, um, you know, and that's, that's how I usually end up, you know, having sex with someone I don't connect with. But what? And some of the experiences, yeah. Well, what about the Go first ahead. guy? The first guy that you met? Was it somebody oh, that you connected um, with? Um, I would say ish. Okay. I, not completely. Um, you know, he chatted with me for a little bit and, you know, he gave me attention and because I never got really attention in my relationship, uh, to this day, I'm a complete attention whore. Yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I find that most kinky people are really just really love that attention they get from their kinks or from people that they fuck or what have you. Uh-huh. And he, he, he gave it to me. And I was like, okay, you know, um, we can do this, you know, we can meet. Um, it was the weirdest experience. Um, I wouldn't say to date, but it was like one of the weirdest experiences I have. Why? <laughs> Meeting him for the first time. How come? <laughs> So, um, he asked me to meet him at like a movie theater mm-hmm. and it was late and I thought, okay, you know, we need to see a late movie. I'm down for that. Um, so he pulled up next to me and I was like, okay. And I, um, he didn't get out of his car. I went in his car and we kind of chatted and I said, you know, I think the movie theater is closed, you know, cause <laughs> I live in a fairly, um, I wouldn't say rural part of Wherever, town, right? But yeah, it's, it's it's small. Uh huh. And he was like, "Oh yeah, it's it's just closed." And I was like, "Oh, you just wanted to meet?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I said, "Okay." Um. So we were talking, and you know, I tell him, I told him that I had left my ex like three four weeks ago, and he was like, "Well, that was quick." And I said, "Well, you know, the relationship was over like years before I actually physically left." So, um. I remember him making a comment um, because I told him I just wanted to have sex. Like, I didn't want a relationship at that moment. Yeah. And he basically called me a whore. A what? In this conversation. A whore. A whore. He basically called me a whore in this conversation. 
And I thought, and I was like, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, why are you calling me a whore, you know, a slut? And you're obviously sitting here with me wanting to do something. You want something from me. You obviously don't really want to go on a date, but you're still calling me a whore. Yeah. I don't remember specifics of this conversation. Right. Because it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. I remember um, going down on him and it was the first day after I had he called you a whore. I can't remember. And I wish I could tell you <laughs> maybe it was, maybe it was before. Right, right, right. Hilarious. <laughs> and I remember going down on him and I remember thinking to myself, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> I haven't had a dick in my mouth and probably, four or five years mm-hmm. and I haven't really given head really good head in probably 10 years. Like I, right. And I wasn't. And when, when I saw him, he looked different than his photos. So I wasn't necessarily attracted to him. Right. But and you figured cause he was there, so, you should maybe like sympathy. Yeah. Like, I, figured, like, I was like, uh, yeah, I just went with the flow. So I, I'm assuming though, you but, never spoke. Did you fuck him or did you just blow him? That night, I just blew him, and he got mad at me because um, I he didn't finish. He didn't and finish? I remember, no, he didn't come. Was he it taking so I, long, I so why did you stop? Why did I stop? Yeah. Um, I, I just, I didn't want to do it anymore. Right, you I know. You know, I was kind of uh-huh. like, okay, I'll do this, but you know what? I changed my mind. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um so he got mad at me. He got mad at me because I had stopped and he didn't come. Yeah, that's a, that's like, I tough. Will. I might be a little bit on his side on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I think he's like, I can't believe I waited for this for two years. I said, two years you for someone to give you head for two years. And he's like, yeah. And I, I said, I'm sorry. Oh God. It was it was weird. He was my only option at this this point. So I think it was like maybe a two weeks later we got together and he ended up fucking me. And that was that because with that I, guy? Um <laughs> it kind of maybe drug on for like another month. Right. But you know, I I had my kid um a lot. So he wouldn't he would want to come over when she was there and I have a very small apartment. And I was like, you can't come over. You know, she's 11. She knows right. what's happening. Right, you know, it's not right. Like she's two. Yeah. Where she doesn't get it. Um, you can't come over. He's like, well, we can just fool around in the kitchen. Um, no, she's still <laughs> 10 feet away. We're not doing anything. So he would get really upset at me. Right. He really ticked off. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, he so, sounds like um, a psycho. Oh, my gosh. There's a whole list of them. Yeah, so I ended up ending it because um, he had come over my house and, you know, my kid was there. And I was like, we can go take a walk outside if you want. That's totally fine. And he got really combative with me and uh, told me that he wasn't going to chase me. And I was, like, confused. I said, I didn't ask you to chase me. You knew I just wanted sex, like this whole physical thing. It was It was intense. And um, oddly enough, uh, what was it, like a month ago, he had messaged a friend of mine on that dating app. 
And I remember looking over her shoulder. I was like, oh, you remember so-and-so? You know, the first guy I fucked? And she goes, yeah. I said, that's him. Hilarious. And, and I was like, you should message him and ask him if he remembers me. And she did. And he did. He, met, he remembered. Right. Me. And uh, Well, who doesn't so remember said, the girl that stopped mid-blowjob and didn't finish? <laughs> <laughs> Um, a week later, he messaged me on the on the dating app, and he goes, "Can you hook me up with your friend?" And I said, "No." I said, "You were super combative in a really bad way." Oh my god! What did he say back to that? <laughs> I like I both of you in this. Him. I like both of you in this situation. I give him props. I high five him for just like totally saying like, "Hey, hook me up with your friend," and not giving a shit about your. <laughs> I think that's kind of hilarious. If he was my friend, I'd be like, that's so funny. But and I also think it's funny that you told him straight to his face. He's a bad lay. <laughs> he, he was. He was. Right. Was horrible. Right. And um, you're both being honest. I was expecting him, <laughs> right. I was expecting him to be combative. And I was expecting, you know, to be called all sorts of names. And all he did was write back. Okay. <laughs> He sounds like an opportunist, <laughs> hilarious. Well, maybe that's why he has a, he didn't get blown for like two two years, and he's still on that dating app. So, did you ever? Because you did mention that you did all this, like, because I know you're going to get it. You've done a lot of crazy things, right? Did you ever? Did you st- start hooking up with women too? Because you you spent all that time with lesbian porn, right? Did you ever fulfill that fantasy? Um, uh, um, not really. Um. You did would, say you had lots so, of threesomes. Who are the threesomes had, with two guys? I've had a few. I've okay. had a few. No, there there were women in those. So um, so during my journey, I was like, you know, I, I masturbated to all this lesbian porn. I was like, I want to fuck a, a chick. Yeah. And I thought, well, how, how fun would it be to like just fuck a couple, fuck a girl and a guy. Yeah. They don't have to find them separately. They come as a pair. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just that. And you're the unicorn. Everyone's looking for that girl. So it's easy, right, to find the couple? Exactly. Yes, exactly. So it, like, it took me a minute. And I remember um, finding this guy. And he was polyamorous. Um, you know, it was just a sex thing. He ended up breaking up with his wife at some point. But he had messaged me. And he was like, um, do you want to have a threesome tonight? And I was drunk that night i was at a bar and i was like sure but i'm drunk <laughs> right and he was like i'll come i'll come pick you up and i said okay so he was on the other side of town he came oh like a half hour of course for a threesome yeah exactly so he didn't say if it was a female or a male so i remember asking him in the car and i said you know is your friend a male or a female and he goes a male and i kind of looked at him and he was like, oh, it's a female. I just need to see your reaction. I was like, okay, this is becoming weird, but fine. Okay, I'm going to say it's okay. But what was oh. becoming weird? The fact that it was a woman or the fact that he was making like, like he was like testing yeah. you out? But he, he was baiting me, I felt like. like. Right. He was just kind of, I was like, okay. So um, we pull up and um, ironically, it's, it's the neighborhood that I had lived in with my ex when I found the bin of cum yeah. on the side of the bed. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know this neighborhood. And I, I thought to myself, okay, I have a friend that lives like in this neighborhood. If something happens, I'm just going to run to the house. 
You know, right. because I had never met this guy, didn't know the girl. Yeah. Uh, so we walked into the to the place, and it was completely dark. And I thought maybe, and I knew he didn't live there, um, but he didn't turn on any lights. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to trip on something. I'm drunk. So we go back to the back of the trailer. It was it. And we open the door, and there's a woman laying on the bed. And I kind of get a good look at her, and I was like, oh, shit. I am not attracted to this female. Right. Am I going to be able to do this? And I was like, all right, I'm drunk. It'll be fine. Um, so they start fooling around, um, you know, so I, I kind of, I went, you know, I started eating her out and I was like, okay, this is cool. And then um, I went to go kiss her and I was like, okay, I'm going to kiss her. Yeah. I went and I knelt down. And it was probably the worst kiss of my entire life. And, um, oh. and I don't think she, I don't think she had teeth. So oh that was a little my shocking. god! Oh, that's a little gross. That's scary. It, it was a little much. So I remember him. Um, he uh, he had kissed me, but he wasn't like um, it wasn't a good kiss either. Um, yeah. he had tasted like. He had tasted, he really had tasted like he just ate a hamburger. Right. I was like, I don't, I don't really like this. So the whole time I just ate her pussy. Right. That's all I did. Um, he tried to stick his dick in my mouth. And when I really don't want to suck a dick, I'm going to give you a really bad head. But how was her pussy? Was it okay? Was it better than her, like her teeth, toothless <laughs> mouth? I mean, this is, um, I mean, was she really old? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like how old? Probably in her late 50s. Oh, okay. Late 50s. almost. <laughs> so, and so you were just going to town on her. That was the first girl you ever got, went down on. Like, how was that for you? Um, well, it was the second girl. Cause I, I did have a threesome with my ex before we had started dating. Uh, that all. <laughs> Yeah, so it was my second. Okay, so with your your guy who couldn't get it up, the guy that you're with forever, before you guys started to date, you guys had a threesome. And how was that? Did he get it up for the threesome? No, he did not. Yeah, there you go. So it was basically me and her fucking, and then we tried, obviously, but... And no threesomes through your whole relationship? How come? Um, He wanted to. Um, you know, obviously he would say, you know, you should fuck the girl next door. And I was like, I don't know why we want to. Was it because um, you were like into a, him and you didn't want to see him with another woman? Like it was like different kind of scenario now that you're like mm-hmm. cared about him? Not really. Um, I had really low self-esteem and, you know, I had spent so many years and I kind of, you know, I didn't feel very good about myself and you know how could I go how could I go and go attract another woman and go fuck her when I'm not really being attracted to him or I don't feel attractive myself right so it was it w- more of um I just I didn't want I couldn't make the effort and I didn't want to make the effort you didn't so feel I, right you know, I get it happened. I get it right so now you were back in right. action when you're out and this is when you're coming into your own right so you have this threesome with this disgusting couple <laughs> I feel like you yeah, said all was, your the girl, all your couples were not so great, right? And not really. 
Yeah, I, I had a threesome recently too, and I was just so disappointed. <laughs> How come? I told my friends. Oh, um, so the girl was good. I actually still talk to her, and I'm trying to get her to do a threesome with um, a guy that I fuck occasionally. Um, the guy who um, we had done it with, um, he was very, quote-unquote, dominating, but he was more controlling of the situation. So he, I remember I walked in the door, and he just kind of starts to pull off my clothes. And I'm, like, trying to talk to her and him and, like, oh, you know, do you know each other? You know, where did you meet? Are you dating? And he was just trying to pull off my clothes. And I was like, okay, this is weird, but okay. So I take off the rest of my clothes, and then he starts directing us. Okay, you eat her pussy, you suck my dick, I'm going to eat your pussy, and that, and she, she should, um, you know, suck on your tit. Like, it was just oh my God. so direct. <laughs> it was yeah. not natural at all. Yeah, and that's a little weird. He, um, so at some point, he was like, okay, you both suck on my dick. And she's going, you know, she's sucking on his dick. And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, can you give tips on how to give head? And I was like, uh, what? And and he was like, um, yeah, just, just, you know, say what you do when you suck a dick. And I kind of looked at her and I was like, do you not do this very often? Right. And she she takes his dick out of her mouth and goes, um, she's like, I just think that he doesn't think I'm good enough to suck his dick. Oh, God. And and he was like, no, no, that's that's not it. That's not it. And I was like, um, okay. Um, and I was like, well, I'm not I'm not going to give a tip. <laughs> I'm not to suck a dick. Were they a couple? Were it. they like a married couple? What were they? What was their deal? No, um, they had met on FetLife. And this was the second time that they were fucking. Right. See, because you know what's so weird? It's like I've done recently two couples that were really close with each other for a really long time in a row I did two separate swinging couples right I just aired them and you know their sort of couple stories and all their stories are so much different right and it's so different when you get these people like you and these other couples that aren't really couples right and don't Mm -hmm. really know each other and they're not together it's such a different scene right it really plays out in a very different way. Uh, and which just goes to show you that to like, you know, being in a couple like them and being together and doing it like in that sense, not as the unicorn person, but the couple person, right? The couples that you've been with, like it's, it's much better. I think it's more successful when you're, if you're with a real couple <laughs> that has been with each other a long time and are the real deal. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever yeah, been no, with that? I totally agree. Have you ever been with that kind in that kind of situation in a threesome? Um, no, I've tried, but um, you know, being a single mom, I don't have a lot of time. Yeah, I do work a lot, mm-hmm. so it's been hard to schedule things with people. Right. And if, you know, if you usually end up canceling on someone once or twice, they really get frustrated and they won't message you again. Right, right, right. And sometimes you do um, that. <clears throat> Yeah, like, you know, it's, you know, my life has been pretty hectic for the past, like, 10 months or so, and it's, it's been really hard to set stuff up, especially um, where I live, you know, you could be hooking up with a couple, like, that's an hour away. Right, and, right, know, right, so to it's t- too time-consuming. Have you done threesomes with guys? 
No, but I want to so bad. How come you can't hook so that bad. up? Um, I could. Um, right. I I go on Fat Life, and um, yeah, it would be so easy. Um, I I think my experiences with threesomes when you come together like with three separate people, and you really don't know them. Um, you really don't create like a back and forth, like a communication, like, how are you? What do you do? It's um, hard to connect. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you, and you know, want that. You need that to so you could get right. that. Maybe and you have that chemistry. You can vet people exactly. longer. I mean, a lot of people do operate that way. I mean, it's really you make those rules for yourself. If that's what you need, you need to just find a couple that is, you know, wants the same things. I've heard from lots of couples that and most of the time I hear from couples that they they vet and they talk to couples for a, a while before they, you know, just because they want to also maybe feel a friendship or have something there, you know. So I think that you should uh, you could find other people who want the same and will take that time to sort of establish that a little bit before you, you know, they're grabbing you to take off your clothes when you walk in the room. Right. And um, I, I I've tried to do that, like I said. But it's also another thing, because I'm not, like, you know, bisexual, I don't consider myself bisexual, um, I have to be attracted to the woman. Right. You know, I can fuck a guy and not really be attracted to him and be okay with that, Mm -hmm. but I really need to be attracted to her in order for me to get something out of it. Right. Um, And she's usually, you know, the woman, when you talk to a couple, the woman is usually the one that you want to get and good with you know she's right. normally dictating the situation um the guy is just kind of going along with it yay his wife is gonna let him fuck another chick yeah and he's gonna let um, her take the reins and she might be a little bit more it's gonna be more her choice who the woman is you know what she's gonna right. let you know because that's just the way that it goes it makes sense yeah. So, um, but you know, like I said, um, I go back and forth with dating as well. So when I'm like in dating mode, I usually don't try to find couples or try to do three thumbs or whatever that is. So I'm, I'm actually kind of getting off the dating thing and I've just been fucking recently. Hey, right. And you've done a lot of like stuff, right? I mean, from what I got from your situ from your email, right? Like you had a list of like stuff that you have, you've had like a bunch of partners, right? There was a number. What yeah. was it? 30? It's like around 30. I stopped counting at some point. And so it's either, like two years, right? Mm-hmm. This is less than two years. Yeah. Right. And the, these are all been guys, the couples, like this is all, all included in that. And like, what are some of the stuff that you've done? Cause you've gone into a lot of things. Right. Um, so some, I'm very submissive. So there, um, there are times when I try to find a dom. And a good dom um, usually is into multiple fetishes mm-hmm. and things. Yeah. So if you can find someone that, you know, has knowledge on different stuff. So I found a dom uh, beginning of this year. He, um, he was into fire play. Yeah, that what the hell is that? Actually, What's fire play? Oh, it's amazing. Um, so, oh, like the wax naked, melting obviously. the wax? No, no, not wax. They take, um, uh, goodness, 
they actually make fire sticks, like little torches, mm-hmm. and they make their own. <clears throat> and they and they rub oil all over your body, and they take these fire sticks that they made, and they just kind of graze the flame over your skin. And <clears throat> if you're hairy, obviously, it's going to burn off your skin. Yeah. But it's very relaxing right. when they glaze the flame over. And they use different kinds of oils on their little torches. And like the higher the alcohol content, the more you're, it's going to burn and the more it's going to hurt your skin. And obviously, the closer they get with the fire stick, um, it's going to hurt more. Right. So they'll do like fire. They call those fire massages. Um, they also do uh, the cupping where they stick the, the torch into a cup and then they put the skin or they put the cup on the skin and it creates a suction. Mm-hmm. Um I believe people do this, you know, normally as massages. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, my dom likes to take um, sparklers and run sparklers all over my body. That hurt. <laughs> but you like that a little um, bit, right? Yes. I, I am um, a masochist. I do like pain. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the dom also introduced me to knife play. Um, knife play is more of like a taboo thing than more of a pain thing. So, you know, they just kind of take knives and they'll run them over your body. Um, they'll run the, um, the dull end of the blade on your body. It's, you know, I think a lot of them are blindfolded, so they don't know, you know, what they're going to be doing to your body. Um, I never got like nicked or anything. Um, it's just a taboo sort of thing. Right. Um, it does sound a little my, scary. My, um, yeah, it yeah, yes and no. Um, I've never drew blood, so it was fine. Um mm-hmm. I've gotten my clothes ripped off, that was fine. I'd just be afraid that like the guy might be like a secret murderer and he'd pr- be pretending <laughs> that he's gonna you know what I mean, and he's gonna really fucking knife me, you know what I mean? Because you're like you're basically like you you set up the whole scenario for the murderer, right? All they need now to need to do is like just jab you with the knife. You know, they got the knife. You're there. You're yeah. naked. Like you know. So I don't know. That's you're what I mean. Scary. Woman. Yeah. That if you don't really know someone and you're like, let's do knife play. I mean, how do you know it's not a? Because <laughs> like, what kind of guy is into like running a knife all over your body? Somebody that wants to fucking stab you with it. <laughs> that might have that. <laughs> you know the chances of finding someone that might actually be is a little higher in that group but me i mean listen i get it i've never heard of it actually knife play um but you know there's a lot of things that i've learned about on my show this is the first time i've ever heard of that um and so the the 30 people and you also said i think like guys that are married like fucking married men is that like a thing like them being married like you dig that Um, I, I still just align to it. It's not like, um, you know, I go and search for them, although I have at some point. Um, so when you go to find couples to fuck, you know, you're going to find, you know, the married guys who are open relationships or poly relationships. And that's kind of how it happened. You know, um, and then I think, was it? So at, at that point, um, you know, I really didn't care about the whole marriage thing. Like, it didn't bother me. Yeah. Um, but then I think at some point when I was on dating apps, I would see all these discreet guys, right? 
Yeah. And I would be like, huh, I wonder what kind of interesting conversations I can have with these dudes. So I would swipe right and I would have conversations. And so most of them don't last very long because, you know, the guys start to have cool seats. You know, they don't want to look around in their life. Um, you know, they don't want to be found out. They don't want to send their photo. Like it's, it's yeah. this, this huge thing. Um, so I did start uh, fucking guys at some point that were in discreet relationships. Right. Um, and I don't, let's see. But wait, what about your cross-dressers? You also told me you fuck cross-dressers. Right. Um, so when I start meeting people and different types of people, um, I get these doors that are open. And because I'm so open and I'm a little submissive, yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm usually, yeah, let's, let's try this. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, yeah I'll, you're also that young you person. Do. Like you said, when you were young, you were just like super curious about a lot of things, right? It's just like you wanted to try it yes. all. Yes. So there was this um, guy that I had matched with and we were going to have sex, but he was in town with business. And so we never met and we started conversing you know he moved he went back to where he lives and we would just talk about sex all the time and he he told me what he was into like he likes to fuck guys and he likes to um be fucked by guys and he likes the whole specification and the degradation and he was dressed up like a cross-dresser like the fuck cross-dressers and at first i was kind of like okay you know i kind of it took me a minute to get into it but he really liked it. And I was like, I want to please him. I want to, I want to get him off. Right. So it's kind of how it started. Um, and I would just, I would send him videos of me degrading him. And um, so kind of opening that door, I would message like the other guys that I was talking at the time. I would guess, I mean, you know, guess what I'm doing or guess what I've been, you know, stuff I've been into. And they kind of like, like, oh, I like to wear women's panties. Oh, I like to wear my wow, white Right, there you go, yeah. So you kind of like open that door and they're comfortably telling you that they like to do all this stuff. So that's kind of how I got into it. Right, all this other stuff, right? Because you tell the guys, then they're like, I like this, then you're, then you're now you're doing that with them and you're with the guy with the, he's wearing the girl's panties and you're just like, really, they're letting exactly. their freak flag fly with you because you're doing it as well. And I know that you did mention that like all of this stuff, right? Because this is, mm-hmm. I think, important too as a part of your story, right? You mentioned, and this was like at the end of your email to me, you're like, like I have to also say I'm a BBW. What does that stand for? Big, beautiful woman, right? And, yeah. And you yeah. said that, you know, you being, you know, out there and letting yourself sort of like follow your curiosity and live out your fantasies and do all those kinks and be with all those people has really helped you feel much better about yourself, right? Oh, completely. Yeah. And, it's, um, it's very liberating. Right. Mm-hmm. And how do you think that you got to that? Was it by like, you know, sort of like, did it start to happen when you were like, before you left that relationship? Was it st- when you started to have all these other relationships with these random people? Like, when did you start to feel that that happened for you? Um, 
I knew that if I if I didn't really open myself up and I didn't display confidence, that I never was going to get what I wanted. I never right. was going to fuck guys. I never was going to get a couple. I never was going to, you know, explore different options. So I would just, I would come off as really confident. Right, and like fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And the more you come off as confident, you just kind of like absorb that. That, um, yeah, and you don't that realize that that's that what a lot of people are doing, right? Like that's like what a mm-hmm. lot of people like. Maybe you didn't even realize that, you know, that's probably half the people's mo, right? And that's what it is, like you know. And but then through that, you eventually got real confidence, right? Which you have now, right? Yeah, I mean, I have my insecurities, and I think everyone does, of course. But you know, there are. Um, you know, it doesn't, I, I'm not embarrassed to undress in front of a guy. I'm not, um, like, I'm okay with that, you know? And sometimes what I would repeat to myself, and sometimes I still do this, is, you know, I have something to offer him or her or them. And, you know, if they don't like it, then they don't like it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I know what I have, a lot of people like. I know what I can give someone, what I can offer, people are going to take. Right. And but it, and it also makes you feel good about yourself as well. I mean, right? Like it's Oh, totally. Yeah. And let me ask you this yeah. because you are listen, you come a long way. You are a person who couldn't even orgasm like for half your life. Like I mean, you were having sex with all these people because you were with guys before your the the long-term relationship you had, right? And you had never been able to come in front of anybody. Now you come in front of people, you're living out your fantasies, you're comfortable with yourself. Now, do you squirt with all these people? Have you squirted? No. Are you a squirter? No? I can. I, I can. Um, Wait, you can't? What are you saying? Can or can't? <laughs> I can. Um, but I don't squirt with all of them. Okay, so but you I'm can. I'm one of those girls. Yeah. yeah. I'm one of those girls that I need to be filled and I need things to be girthy yeah. in order for me to squirt. Right. And most, most guys cannot fill that. Right. So I have, um, I'll, you know, I'll say, do you want to fuck me with the dildo and watch me squirt? Right. And most of, most guys are like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you with a giant 12 inch thick dildo. Um, so yeah. And, and just because you squirt, it doesn't mean you orgasm. Really? So squirting. Went, yes. Yes, I can squirt more than I can squirt and orgasm at the same time. You could what? I can squirt more than I can squirt and orgasm at the same time. Oh, okay. So it's not the same same thing. I mean, it doesn't necessarily go together. No. And, And for someone, for someone else, they might be able to squirt and orgasm at the same time. Um, but I really, I actually really enjoy forced squirting, mm-hmm. you know, when they're just completely pounding you with a dildo and you want them to stop, but you just don't want to stop because you want to squirt as well. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I, for me, orgasms are, are not easy to obtain in general. Really? So, mm-hmm, right. I there's still that mental blockage. 
You're kidding. I'm so it, disappointed. It, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. We're not at the end of the story. Um, <laughs> we need to get you there. That's the happy ending. <laughs> this is not the end of your story. I mean, it's never the end of anyone's story, oh, no. right? Really. No, but no. this, you still need to get that. How come? Um, I need to be heavily, heavily stimulated um, in order to really orgasm with someone. Um, so most guys will take a vibrator and put it on my clit for 10 or 15 minutes and work it come. Well, maybe it's maybe it's that fucking rabbit shit that you did. Like maybe it's to (laughs) overstimulate your clit with like Um, these vibrators. Maybe you should just lay. Have you ever laid off a vibrator for a month? Oh, yeah. There are times when I don't have batteries and I'm like, ah. Because that's too, that's not like normal. Like that's not how you're going to get off regularly. I never liked vibrators because I always felt like they made me feel numb after using them for a while, but then they, it comes back if you just stop using them. So you have gone like vibrator less and still have trouble getting sensation and sort of getting orgasming. No, I I can, I can still orgasm. Um, Sometimes I'll watch porn. Sometimes I won't. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it, there's something there. Um, Isn't that interesting that your yeah. guy that you were with for so so now have you been to a doctor to talk about this? Because it's not called a erectile dysfunction, but you're having kind of the same thing that he had. Um, so I can I can actually orgasm a lot. Um, was it the other day I masturbated and I think I've seen like. No, but you can't orgasm with people. That was his same thing. He was jizzing in the fucking box on the side of his bed. So he, but he couldn't orgasm, like he couldn't do it with you. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Have you, have have you talked to anyone about it? I'm going to ask you what you used to ask him. I've talked to like my sex positive people. No, I mean like um, a therapist. Have you ever been to therapy? No. I, I'm actually in therapy. You are? It's a wonderful thing. It is mm-hmm. great. Why well, You've never talked mm-hmm. about that with your therapist? No, because I've always thought, okay, well, most of my orgasms, um, they're a mental block. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, my pussy, I feel like my pussy is not stimulated enough. They don't, you know, I don't connect with them mentally. So, it, you know, for me, that's, that's what I felt like it's always been. So, you know, I don't necessarily need my vibrator. Sometimes I don't really need porn to get off. I'll just sit there and, you know, uh, you know, flick my clit and I'll get off. Yeah. Um, so so it's know. just that when you're with people that you don't have that chemistry, you can. And that's like really normal, right? But maybe somebody right. would say, right. then why are you with those people? Um, I like to have fun. And just because I don't orgasm all the time, it doesn't mean I'm not having fun. It doesn't mean I'm not having a good time. Yeah, um, I would have I disagreed like with you a long time ago. And I still there's a part of big part of me that doesn't understand that. But I watched this like person that talked all about how like orgasms aren't the end all be all and like, you know, and there's just like mm-hmm. all these people that think that and believe that and I'm probably like wrong. So I totally get it. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> because to me, like I want to or I just think you have to orgasm and it's not fun if I don't. But I think that a lot of people and I think that you're actually right the way you think 
I don't know. Because I've heard it from like some like person who like speaks on this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not the end all be all. I forget it was like a podcast I was listening to that, you know, I don't understand it. So, you know, I would be like if you're not connecting and you can't have an orgasm with somebody, like why are you with them? But like you still find you still have enjoyment. It's still enjoyment. It's still you're still getting pleasure out of it is what you're saying. Right. For all these experiences. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change not having an orgasm with them. You know, you know, sometimes it sucks. I don't know. But most of the time, like I'm, I'm okay. Right. I'm good with that. Obviously, because you are having a good time. And this is stuff that you're doing that you want to do. I mean, like, you know, you have the power in this situation. It's just like, now, are you looking for a relationship in your life now? We're going to end with this. Like, are you like, where are you at as far as like being in a relationship and wanting that in your life? Do you want that? Um, I had a friend who asked me recently, she's like, are you emotionally available to be in a relationship? And I would say uh, currently I'm not. Currently, you're not because I really think for you, you're going to be even happier and more whole when you're in a relationship with somebody that you could do all these things with and you're a part of a couple and you're, you know, you just have to meet someone like minded. You're already there, right? Some guy is going to be lucky to meet you right because you're gonna want you're gonna be open to all that stuff and be like my other swinger couple couples that you hear you know you just need that better half when you're eventually available and when you do have that situation in that relationship and you're older and your kid is older and maybe out of the house like you're gonna I think it might be an even more sort of like I like mature like sort of playing out of everything that you're doing now, right? When it matures into that mm-hmm. kind of situation for you, it's even going to be a whole other level, you know? So it's just like you're like where you're at now, it's even going to be even better and like than where you're at, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's always the hope that you really want someone who's either A, extremely open and willing or B, who's on the same sexual level already as you are. And I think that's... Um, you know, sex is very important to me. And sometimes when you're, you're looking for someone and they don't really get the kink life or, you know, the fetishes, um, you know, they kind of just look at you and they're like, oh, oh, you want sex, like, all the time. Um, you know, that's part of it, but it's not the whole picture. You know? Right, of so course. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you have to, but I mean, listen, you're in the, you're in a place where, like, I mean, you're in these, like, sort of, it's not a chat room, that Facebook group and you're with people and you're eventually you're going to meet somebody that you have Mm -hmm. chemistry with. And when you, when you're emotionally available again, when you open yourself up, right. When you turn your light on, right. And say like, I'm available, I'm taking, you know, it's like they say, like, I forget it was like sex in the city. Like when the cab light goes on, you know, when your cab light goes on and you're ready you know, you're going to you're going to have to be with somebody that's like minded because you're not going to go backwards. Right. And you'll have no pro- I think it's harder to find. A, I think it's a way harder for a guy to find a girl that's going to be open to all those things. than it is for a woman who's already into those things to find a guy that's like into it, you know. So I think that you'll be 
you'll be able to find that, especially because you you have a lot of like-minded people around you, right? That's where you're doing a lot of your business, right? Sleeping with all these people, mm-hmm. but eventually it could be a friend of a friend or in a group or you're a couple, you know, whatever. You'll eventually meet somebody when you're ready. And then when you have that emotional connection with that lover and you're really having orgasms with that person, and then you guys could go out and really vet people and find other people that you feel really attracted to and you could really do it even more so what you're doing now, I think you'll, it'll be even better, you know? Cause I yep, want to see you having more orgasms. I don't know. Even though I know that that's not the point. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I wish for them too. See, you do. Um, so yeah. that, yeah. So, but that's going to yeah. come. I mean, you're like, like you have come so far from that relationship with your guy. Right. And you're, you're, mm-hmm. and what you're figuring out and what you've done for yourself is like so amazing. And then, but I think it, it also will evolve into something even more, you know, but, and that's when it's when you're emotionally available. And I get that you were in a long term abusive relationship, right? You're finally Mm -hmm. single. You're trying to figure out who you are and explore all this stuff. You're finally coming into your own. You're feeling better about yourself as time goes by, you know, and you'll decide when you're ready for that. You'll know, you'll feel it, you know, I will. And there's no, yeah, and it's like, it's, it's way better, I think, to do what you do, because we all know those people that go from one relationship to another. And there's nothing wrong with that either. But there, when you're in a bad relationship for a while, or you break up, it's, it's, I think it's always concerns, always serves you best to spend some time to, especially because you were young, you were so young when you met this Mm -hmm. guy, you know, you have to like right. figure out who you are and have your fun and do your thing. And just, I just think that always will be helpful to somebody, you know, and do it when you're 35. You know, some people are going through that kind of a thing and they're like 55 because they got married when they were super young, had kids, stayed in a terrible relationship, but now they're finally single at 55. You're still young, you know, mm-hmm. you're only 35. Like you could still just be doing, and you have a kid already. So if you don't want to, you don't need to worry about your biological clock, you know, you have all the no. time now to take for yourself and to do what you're doing and then eventually get back into a relationship and really take all the stuff that you're into to another level. And there'll be a guy that'll be very fucking lucky to meet you. There you go. Now I'm excited. You should be. You. But that'll happen when it happens, you know. I say like a year or two years. You'll know because you'll feel it. I it's... Think, I think so. What? Oh, yeah. I, I, I think so. I think, you know year or two I think I'll probably be in a place where I really want to be and and uh ready be ready to accept it and um yeah I usually know pretty quickly with people so yeah of course and everybody like it's that's why it's so special and why we uh, because it doesn't happen often right but and I don't believe that it happens when you least expect it I think it happens when you are really available you you seem to be pretty self-aware so you know that you're mm-hmm. not available right now. So you're not going to meet that person. When you decide that you exactly. are, you will. And it'll be the right person. And it'll be the next chapter of your life. But this chapter is really interesting, right? And yeah, I'm jealous so that you could squirt. Um, but I want you to keep me posted <laughs> when you meet somebody that you like. Or we could always have you back on with some more funny stories. I'm just wrapping it up because we're already over an hour. But, you know, <laughs> if you ever want to call back in and tell us, 
more stories because I'm sure there's more to tell. I'd love to have you back on. Guys, we're always list- loving to hear from women like you. You had a lot of backstory, right? So we didn't get to all the other stories. I'm sure there's more. But I also want to talk to you when oh, you're in totally. that, when you're in a relationship and you become emotionally available again and get into that. That'll be interesting. I love that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Bridget, thanks so much for calling in. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.